guys and goblins, girls and ghouls, it is October 31st, which makes it Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys, to the kiddos who should not be tuned in to this particular podcast because we will be cussing and fussing along the way. Um, I'm Tiffany Chanel, and I was very inspired uh, to do this episode, being Halloween and all, because what I have realized about you dudes is, um, yeah, I'm going to get straight to it. (laughs) Um, Your favorite holiday, obviously, is Halloween, because you guys actively and avidly love to ghost don't act like you don't know what that means and if you don't i am here to lift the veil off of you niggas heads (laughs) so um today's episode is just going to be a little bit about uh ghosting and also accountability because those have been two subjects that have really been on my mind and apparently a few other ladies as well. So we'll just start with what exactly ghosting is. So ghosting, if you aren't aware, and if you aren't aware and you hear the definition and that's you, go ahead and take some accountability. See, see how I did that? Um, so ghosting is when you are actively maybe talking to somebody or making it um, seemingly like you are interested in them or maybe you were at some point and all of a sudden you just stop talking to them and you kind of vanish in thin air as if your name is Casper the Friendly and um, you know that is something that has baffled me uh, for a long time especially with dating um, getting to know somebody thinking that things may be going very well and they literally just jump off of the grid with no warning, no, hey, you know, this was fun, but I'll have to decline any future interactions, you know, and apparently this happens very often. Um, it happens and women goes too. I'm not, you know, women, we're, we're not off the hook, but I'm specifically speaking to the men, uh, right now because I can because this is my show (laughs) so I will give uh, an account right of something I kind of went through last year so met this guy and um through a mutual friend a little group we were in on Facebook and um we were in there one day and he made a status about how he was out somewhere, like riding solo downtown. And so I kind of shot from half court, like, you know, don't nobody care you out riding solo. You need to pick somebody up one day. But I was kind of joking, kind of wasn't. Didn't really know him for real, for real. Um, but he went on ahead and uh, jumped in those DMs and was like, oh, you trying to hang out? Now I done stepped all the way in the puddle. So I'm like, yeah, what's up? Long story short, we made a date, right? He came to get me. We hung out, had a good night. Moving forward, we talked for several weeks. And at this point, he had been in my house. We had, like I said, hung out several times. And everything seemed to be going really, really well. 
And then uh, one night we were supposed to hang out and I didn't hear from him. Um, and so I waited for a minute and I'm like, well, let me give it a while. Give it a couple days even. Just, you know, who knows? Anything could come up, right? Well, here's the thing. Sidebar, right? Women, we do have this thing we do. And um, more than not, in which we like to create a way out for men when they do not hold to a promise or when they don't follow through on something. So for example, especially when it comes to dating. So let's say a guy was supposed to take you out, right? And he doesn't show up or he doesn't call. And then he might come back with a lame excuse later, or he might not come back with one at all and try to just act like it never happened. Women is very much in our nature to make up an excuse, right? Like, oh, he must be stuck in traffic for 10 days because that's the only way he wouldn't follow through with his word. Or, oh, you know, he must have lost his dog. Or like, and it's literally us just, I think it's a defense mechanism because we would much rather think something terrible happened as opposed to that guy just being trash and like not following through with his word. And we got to cut that shit out, ladies. If a guy makes you a promise or he says he's going to be somewhere or do something, number one, that man knows what he said. He knows what he said. He knows the promise he made, whether it's a date or I'll bring you something or whatever it is that he said. There should not be a time in which we have to constantly remind him or bring it to his attention or make sure he remembers. And if he doesn't, I promise you, it's not because his grandmama is sick. It's not because he got deployed at the last minute. It's literally because he didn't want to. And us making up a fantasy of something horrible happening as opposed to him just being trash. I really wish we would change that narrative because to be fair, 10 times out of 10, nothing happened. Not, like that's a one in a million type of thing where a guy, you know, didn't follow through and something actually happened and he actually has the receipts. So that's neither here nor there, but I just had a random thought about that. We should definitely chew on that later. So anyway, he doesn't show up. Uh, didn't call none of that few days go by and so now I'm like I should just drop it but you know I'm just very transparent and very open I was definitely in my kikis about it we all know who kiki is do you love me are you riding that kiki I was definitely in my kikis about him kind of just not showing any <laughs> like accountability for his actions not calling no text no nothing and I'm like wow this is pretty terrible of him um so I reached out you know nothing crazy nothing you know off the wall just was like hey you know hope all is well haven't heard from you that type of thing and needless to say he basically never said anything back for a long time and granted we had just kind of started dating right and kind of started talking maybe we're about two months in right but I still felt the way like, yeah, it was kind of new and I get it. You know, some people might say, oh, well, you didn't really know him. You just fine. I get all that. I don't want to hear that shit right now. <laughs> all I'm saying is those two months, things were going decent to me. Things were going extremely well to me. 
And he definitely gave that impression. I hadn't remembered where I said anything crazy like, hey, I want to bear your last name or your children or open a joint bank account. I just, (laughs) we were literally just having a good time, you know, shooting the shit or whatever, getting to know each other. I just thought it was going maybe one direction that it wasn't. And so lo and behold, after I got over it and, you know, talked to my girlfriends about it and felt a way about it for a couple days, uh, went on about my business and, you know, still was confused, but definitely, um, kind of just let it go. And the funny thing is, mind you, I said in the beginning, we were in this group together, like a mutual group, right? And so here's the part that started to get to me. This man was still in the group, making posts, (laughs) like still actively living his life, which definitely let me know that nothing was wrong. Nothing had happened. He had just made a decision to back away with no explanation, i.e. ghosting. And I really then started to become infuriated with myself because although he and I weren't Facebook friends or friends on any social media uh, platform, we were in this group together. And in my mind, I was like, yo, I'm not about to leave this group. I'm not about to like be the one that backs out because he wants to be an ass. But also... <laughs> it was kind of driving me nuts a little bit because I was like, mm, you are a ass for like knowing I'm in this group, knowing I can see you. It, it just really made no sense to me. So all that being said, I've moved on like I'm being chill. I didn't do anything petty. I was very proud of myself because every time he posted something, I wanted to just like it or comment or put a dot like anything to let him know like I see you you little buster but he knew I saw him because Facebook tells you who saw your post and I really didn't want to appear bothered although keeping it 1002 I was because I couldn't understand his actions right so finally months later literally he just randomly jumps in my dms again like hey what's up how's it going and I'm sitting there like is this nigga lost? Like, sir, are you lost, sir? Are you lost? Like, you gotta be lost because you left me out the blue sky. So there's no way that you thought some time had maybe passed and maybe I got over it or I don't know what y'all dudes think when y'all do that. I don't know why y'all do that. Um, that's not for me to answer. I'm hoping some guys message me and maybe... Give me a solid reason why y'all will do whatever it may be. Maybe we might be mad at y'all or, you know, you knew you did something and y'all will disappear for days. I guess calling yourselves or yourselves trying to um, give us time to get over it. Except for with me, that works adversely. Like the more time I have to think about you and what you did and no conversation, that's not good for either of us like that's just leaving me to my own devices like I'm not just thinking over it you know uh for days going oh you know what I was mad Monday but it's Wednesday and now it's Friday and I'm calm like I'm counting the days until you do reach out or call yourself trying to reach out I'm gonna have something to say for sure so needless to say he gets his bold ass in the dms talking about hey how are you you know and I'm like 
Okay, obviously he not lost, but <laughs> he should be because I'm not sure why he's in my DMs. And so I just responded out of humor for him, myself, whoever. And I said, hey, what's going on? Oh, you didn't know nothing. Nothing going on over here. What's up with you? Oh, you know, living it up, doing me. You know, hope all is well. This bum ass had the nerve to say. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about you. I'm in your neighborhood. Sir, if you don't ta-ta and be blessed out of my DMs, like you sincerely hit me up to tell me you were in my neighborhood after you ghosted for months and just thought I was going to be like, oh, for real, because I'm home. So you should come on over because we do need to talk like, sir, absolutely not. And no, ma'am, no ham. We're not doing that. So needless to say, I just hit him basically like with a tie tie. Like I was like, oh, okay, well, have fun. And that was the end of that. And he never messaged me again. Um, I did wind up leaving that group, but it wasn't for him. It just was uh, other reasons. And it was like, eh, too much drama in here. Uh, that definitely didn't hurt, but that d- it wasn't the main reason why I left. So, that being said, in general, ghosting is trash. Um, and you never know what people are going through, right? So, to, to bring it on a, a deeper level or a level maybe more relatable, and just to give you guys something to think about, let's just say that particular guy, what if it had been ages since I've been with you know, interested in somebody in that way? Or, you know, what if I had really been feeling down about myself? And, you know, and, and of course, self-love is a, a inside job. I understand all that because I know some of y'all going to try to come for me and I didn't send for you. But what I'm saying is you never know how you just kind of abandoning uh, somebody in the middle of like getting to know them and making it kind of seem like you're more interested than what you are. The the mature thing to do, in my mind, because there's really no easy way to tell somebody you're not interested or you're done here or whatever, right? I wish I had a nice handbook of things for you to say to someone when you no longer want to be bothered. And I think that's the issue. I think people understand or they know there's really no nice way to say Hey, I had a good time, but I'm kind of done here. Also, I think partially it's about people feeling like if they say something in that nature, that the receiver is going to be irrational. And believe it or not, all of us are not irrational. Some of us still have our wits about us. Some of us don't have time to be wearing jumpsuits or going to jail just because you said hey it was nice kind of getting to know you but I'm done here you can't just assume that everybody is going to fly off the handle um, essentially from being rejected right so you can't just make a decision for somebody like you know what I ain't really feeling them but I don't really know how to say it so I'm just gonna disappear especially if you know you and that person follow each other on social media or you know you know that that person can kind of see your moves or whatever the case may be and you're just going to just be out here kind of ignoring them you don't owe nobody shit in this world and I get it like everybody to each his own but just kind of think about how you could be making somebody feel doing something like that 
um, in essence, it's just, it's a better way to, to, to move on. Or just, there are better ways to let someone know, you know, you're kind of done here. Um, again, no, probably no easy way, but anyway, saying it is better than kind of just dipping. Um, and I'm sure maybe some of you don't agree again, probably because of your personal experiences, or maybe you have tried that and people got irate. I definitely had a situation where I met a guy, you know, uh, tried the online dating thing, you know, still trying the online dating thing. Um, (laughs) that is a whole nother episode in itself, but you know, met a guy first date. It was kind of the vibes were weird. Universe was like, Mm-mm, girl, get up out of that thing. And um, it was kind of, you know, the, it just the vibe was off. Right. And so I politely was like, hey, guy, um, it was nice meeting you, but I don't really think we're on the same page with a few things. And so, you know, it, you know, I hope you find what you're looking for. And thanks, you know, whatever here or there baby he lost his shit when I tell y'all I had to block him like I it was to the point where um at the time where I worked I had access to uh sites that would kind of give you somebody's total information as much as you could you know handle without I guess going to the police per se um but I literally had to kind of look some stuff up just to have as ammunition just in case like he decided to get any crazier than he did like he called a couple times you know and I and I answered and um you know told him these things and he just was not having the shit um he was texting me from other numbers like oh you think I'm a bitch and that's how you just gonna treat me and I was like wow like I had no clue Um, And that was the first time that I had ever had a guy kind of come at me in that way Um, because I just simply said, you know, I don't think we're going to be compatible. And in general, guys, y'all got to stop. Like y'all are terrible, terrible at rejection and not saying women aren't, but just as a woman, um, I sometimes I will give a guy my number if I'm not interested just so he won't follow me to my car or bust out my windows or do some crazy shit to me because y'all do not know how to take no and if I feel the need to block you later then I will but just out of sheer like scaredness sometimes (laughs) I will if a guy asks for my number and I'm not interested, I'll just be like, oh yeah, sure. Like play the role just so he won't be like, well, F you tune in, B, and start popping off. Like, (laughs) because it happens. I have heard so many things. I've seen so many stories. I'm sure we all have on the news. You know, a guy tried to hit on a girl at the club. She said, no, he shoot her outside the club. Like y'all gotta chill. Y'all have to understand rejection is a part of life. As a woman, I get rejected. I'm one of those ladies, like I am shy to a point, but if I like you, I'm not afraid to kind of put it out there, right? And I'll put it out there and I haven't gotten back the results I may have wanted every time or any time, but I'm not like, oh man, forget you, bro. You was ugly anyway. Like y'all gotta chill on 
that because y'all wonder why women say no or why we're like afraid to kind of talk to you even if we're interested like that alone just being approached by a guy um in itself especially when you're by yourself is scary um because you just don't know what's going to happen and so I know y'all may not understand that as men um some of the things we have to go through and y'all think we just being mean or being bitchy and that's not the case like a lot of times we are like how can I get out of this situation if I'm not interested without this man taking my life like that literally is what it boils down to and it should not have to be that but that is what it is a lot of times so take that into account too like it's not always that somebody's just trying to play you or make you feel bad or make you feel little if a person is not interested just move forward there are a hundred other girls that may be um so you know back to my original point if you out here ghosting people listen don't do that because like I said I am a part of the same bunch for the most part (laughs) but there are people out there who will be like yo you ghosted me I know where you work I know where you live I know where you hang out and um you want to try to prevent those situations and no you can't stop anybody from being crazy like (laughs) or whatever your definition of crazy is no you can't stop that but what you can do is try to de-escalate anything from happening before it does which is just I mean really what it boils down to is honesty right communication Say what's on your mind. Get it off your chest. If you're not feeling somebody no more, it is absolutely okay to say, hey, I'm not feeling you. Um, To add to that, if you're just out here playing games, play your games because you're going to do it anyway. But still, ghosting is trash because you know at some point you're not going to deal with this person. Or let's just say you was in it to hit or whatever, whatever it is that you were, you know, in it for in the first place right still give that person an out or get your out and then go like yo shorty I had a good time with you but you know shit even if you say and I don't I am not condone lying at all do not condone lying but give something because that ghosting crap is so weak and no I would not prefer to be lied to um just for a reason but I'm just saying In general, it's never a good idea to just leave somebody hanging. And that is, you know, in relationships, dating. Dating is hard enough. Like, it's hard enough to meet somebody to get the guts to, you know, put yourself out there and all those things. Like, ghosting, we don't need no more of that. Let's chill on that. Like, let's all try to be better (laughs) at having some accountability for themselves. And, um, I'm sorry, for ourselves. And, um... Yeah, those are my thoughts. So what are your thoughts? Let me know. Uh, Leave me a message. I appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, (laughs) ta-ta. Hey, tunicorns. Yep, unicorns with a T because I'm the most amazing unicorn I know. And since you guys are listening, that makes you tunicorns because this is the Tiffany Tune Up podcast. And I'm your host, Tiffany Chanel. And um, 
Welcome back to the podcast where I overshare, overthink, overrant, and you guys love it. So, um, few things. Weekend wrap up. I had a good weekend. Uh, it's actually currently the middle of the week. I am going to try to stay consistent with releasing a show weekly and on Wednesday. So you guys hold me accountable to that um, because that's the goal. Uh, so what did I do this past weekend? I I relaxed a little bit. My uh, homie had a birthday party. Went to that. That was pretty fun. It was a house party. I love a good house party. Like, y'all, I don't know y'all people who are like, oh, house parties, I don't do house parties. Child, invite me to a house party because, first of all, if I'm coming to your house, I trust you and I trust your judgment and people. Um, secondly, I don't have to get super fly, right, to come to your house party. I can just be, like, chill and very uh average. <laughs> like, I don't have to do the entire most. Um, more than likely I can get as, uh, comfortable and or inebriated as I want and not feel away, um, or come out of pocket a whole, whole lot. So a good house party for me, sign me up. Where's my pen? I'm there. So that was fun. That was Saturday and Sunday. I, um, did some girly maintenance and um shout out to Prism Noir um nail full nail studio um nails hands and feet studio black owned shout out to um Tanisha Garrett well you guys might know her as TK so Miss TK and um Tina and you guys can follow them or check their workout uh at Prism Noir, P-R-I-S-M-N-O-I-R-E on uh, Instagram. And if you want to follow the ladies uh, individually, you can follow Nail Tech uh, T-K-G-A-R-R-E-T-T-N-A-I-L-S. So that's T-K Garrett Nails. Or you can follow Nail Tech Tina at uh, C-A-K-E-A-N-D-I-C-E. C-R-E-A-M-N-A-I-L-S. That was a lot, but that's uh, Cake and Ice Cream Nails. So shout out to um, TK and Tina at Prism Noir, uh, located in downtown Detroit on Broadway. Check them out. Those girls are amazing. They're wonderful. They're young. They're doing it big. I'm very proud of them. I started going to see TK when she was actually at a different uh, salon and literally months later, I look up and her and Miss Tina are opening their own and I'm very proud. Um, and I definitely followed her when she left because <laughs> I was like, um, take me with you. And so um, shout out to those ladies and um, go see them, you know, support. Right. Um, so I got to do that. And what was fun about that was I actually got my little sister to join me and she um showed up um came through and we got to get some sister time in and I was more than happy that she was able to come out um and then after that we uh went to my parents house and kind of just helped them get 
the house in order for um, Thanksgiving, which is coming up. So let's go ahead and segue right on in to uh, today's topic, which is surviving the holidays, if you dare. <laughs> um, and I'm going to uh, attempt to keep it short, sweet, and brief. Um we can all uh, get anxiety and have feelings about spending time with our family, especially if we don't do it often or even if your family is very close-knit. Something about the holidays, specifically right now, Thanksgiving, brings a lot of, um, I don't want to say stress, maybe stress, but um, a lot of preparation, right? Especially if you are the resident cook or if you are responsible uh, for the gathering or if people are using your home, that type of thing. So let's just hit some major bullet points and talk about ways to kind of navigate through this holiday and hopefully without choking and uh, smacking one another in the process um, because we don't want to be violent, right? We love our family. Uh, we try to get along best we can. And when we do have to go to these gatherings, <laughs> um, it's not all like we're not always in control of the narrative, right? Sometimes we are at the mercy of somebody else's house. So we're, it may be somebody there that you ain't really feeling or, you know, a cousin you might've gotten into it with back in the day, but both of y'all invited. So you really got to kind of you know, put your big girl panties on you, big boy boxers or whatever, and kind of hopefully put your differences aside um, to come together as a family. So let's get right into it. All right. Number one, visiting multiple homes. So for my people out there who are married or, you know, like you're in a serious relationship or you like me and you single and people love you, hopefully, <laughs> and uh, they want you to come over um, and you have several people who are thinking of you and want you to come over. Um, I'm sure that can be a task uh, for you. Definitely for me when I get multiple invites, because in general, I don't really like house hopping um, unless everybody food just fire and I got to make my way to everybody's house. But in general, I'll try to limit it to like two houses if I can. Um, and that's because, well, one, I just hate driving. Let me just be very clear about my disdain feelings about driving in general. I just don't enjoy it. Doesn't matter if the weather is beautiful. Doesn't matter. I just never, I drive out of necessity. So, like, if you ever want me to go on a road trip with you, um, probably my spot is the DJ. Like, don't, like, if I have to drive, I will. But if I don't, I will not volunteer. So, that being said, I limit um, the houses I go to, right? Um, but if you're in a situation where you're married and you um, have to, like, visit your family and then visit your in-laws' family, you know, try to plan your day in which you can give both households or whatever households you're visiting ample time, right? You don't want to spend all your time at one person's house and then, you know, you get to the other person's house and you kind of trying to cut it short because you're tired or maybe you got to go to work the next day. I hope 
your employer is one who gives you Thanksgiving and the day after off, my employer is. So I'm wishing that for all the unicorns out there. Um, but if that's not the case for you, um, what is nice is, and what, what I'm actually doing with my family, um, so my uh, sister and her husband, and shout out to my sister's in-laws, right? They are just amazing. I love them as if they are like my immediate family. Uh, they always invite me over as if I'm somehow kicking it with somebody in their family. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> they just love me and love on me because of how much they know I love them, um, how much I love their son, my brother-in-law, and, um, you know, how close me and my sister are. So they invite me everywhere. And I'm very, very grateful um, to have been invited once again uh, for Thanksgiving this year. Um, my mom, though, has decided to cook as well <laughs> this year, which wasn't really the case last year. She kind of kept it small. So now this year she's like really into it. She's excited. So now um, I am going to do my best to make both. And so what I'm going to do is show up at my mom's a little earlier than maybe I normally would. That way I won't just kind of shoot through at three or four and, you know, get my plate. Hey, how you doing? Hug it out. And then I'm going to um, my sister's in-laws. Like I'm going to make an effort to go over there a little earlier, maybe do brunch, help her prepare. And that way we've spent an ample amount of time together and then when I leave, I won't feel the guilt of leaving. <laughs> It'll be like, okay, I've been here all day. Love you so much. Um, kisses and ta-ta because I have somewhere else to be. And it's all good. So if you can kind of space your time out in that way, I implore you uh, to try to time manage a little bit so that nobody will kind of feel like they're getting a short end of the stick, including yourself. So... There's that. Um, so when it comes down to cooking, next point. Hey, listen, I'm going to straight up put it right on out there. There are certain things that I got down packed and there are certain things that the ancestors have blessed some of us with and some of us not. And one of those things is dressing. And therefore, I have to give a shout out to my homegirl, Stacy, Chef Stacy, love you. Um, because she is going to tutor me right on through <laughs> this dressing that I have to make for my family. Um, because I don't want to mess it up. You Thanksgiving without dressing is a sad affair. And I have charged myself with it because nobody in my immediate family seems to know how to grasp dressing. And so I reached out to my homegirl because I know that she has the goods on the dressing. She is a professional chef. Um, and so I trust her <laughs> judgment. I've had her cooking. And so I will be over there the day before Thanksgiving getting this dressing together because I feel like the family's depending on me and I don't want to let them down. So with that being said, Thanksgiving, if you can't cook already, if you don't have that recipe down, um, it's not the time to try it out. This is not the time. If you haven't given it a few test runs, don't do it for Thanksgiving. Do not surprise your family with your first time making macaroni, especially the main dishes, the dishes that are important. Like we can toss your little tuna casserole to the side or whatever else 
that's not like a staple, especially in the black family household. If it's something that we kind of can get over, like potato salad and you know, something like that, then seven layer bean or whatever, but you can't be test driving the mac and cheese, the yams, the greens, the dressing. Like those are not dishes that you test drive. Like you got to already have did your lab work, have done your uh, results and came out with the best possible one. And you have already had had to have other people taste it before you bring it to the family. So if you know that you're one of them people that don't got a good hold, don't you dare offer it up. Don't offer up your services. Don't do it. Um, be helpful in other ways. Like offer to like come be the um prep cook, be the sous chef. Like I dated this guy one time. He could cook me under the ground. When I say I can cook, but he could cook me under the ground. Like he was a chosen one by the ancestors who could just cook anything. And no matter how much I try, I couldn't cook it like him. Right. So what would I do? I would march my little ass in that kitchen and I would be sous chef. Like, okay, I'm not going to sit here and act like I can cook like you, but what I am going to do is chop these onions and cut these carrots and make you a drink and be as supportive as I can in the process without actually doing all the cooking. Because you got that player. I do not. Like, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to go ahead and give you that. And I'm going to clean the kitchen when you're done because that's my way of contributing to what's going on, right? So you also need to have that spirit, uh, ladies, gentlemen, uh, cats and dogs. When it comes to major holiday functions and meals, not the time to kind of just be, you know, offering up services that you really aren't sure about. So let's just keep that in mind because we don't want to embarrass ourselves and we definitely don't want to embarrass our family. Um, moving forward, awkward conversations. Whew. Listen, I, you know, I'm going to give y'all some advice that I'm not going to take because 30s, being in your 30s for me has done something to me in which my filter is non-existent barely um maybe it's dirty i need to clean the filter i'm not sure um and then i'll be a little better at it but um the awkward conversations politics um golly your career your relationship like what's going on so like for me again you know in my singleness people love to you know, pull you to the side and auntie, you know, whoever, hey, you know, when's you going to bring a boo or when's you going to bring your boyfriend around or do you have a boyfriend and what are you doing now? Where are you working now? Listen, if you're not a family member that I talk to on the regular who already is privy to this information, don't ask me unless you want me to ask you, where's Uncle Joe? Isn't he supposed to be here? Is he at his other family's house? Because <laughs> we can play that game all day, baby. So all I'm saying is, when it comes to those awkward conversations, um, I think it's okay. I think it's okay to talk about things. But if you feel it going left, if you feel like it's going to drag the whole mood of a turkey day down, then let's move forward. Like, let's do that. Because, you know, we're already 
participating in, you know, a holiday in which was, you know, I'm not, let me, never mind. Listen, I'm just glad <laughs> that we get off work, most of us, hopefully, and we get to um, be with our families no matter the reason. So um, I would say it's okay to answer a few questions, but if you still um, or start feeling like you are under attack, you can either segue or don't hesitate to pack your plate up and leave because, baby, I ain't too proud. I will be like, you know what? I left the oven on and I will pack a plate and I will be on to the next house or on to my house. Either way, it's up to you. Like, I'm just going to give you whatever energy you're giving me. That's what energy I'm giving you. So um, that's how I would deal with awkward conversations. Um, and speaking on relationships, uh, wow, you know, for me. I have been fortunate enough when I when I was dating uh, somebody serious or I did have a spouse, um, they were able to hold their own. If my parents or anybody would ask them questions that I might kind of feel like they may struggle with answering, luckily they were able to kind of navigate and I didn't have to do too much protecting of the spouse. Um, sheesh, if you're in a situation where you feel like your spouse is trying to be respectful or they don't want to say too much back and you know, that's not their general nature, oh man, especially when it comes to stuff like my friends who are in interracial relationships and you, you know, you want to make sure that your Worthington is woke. You want to make sure that they know etiquette. If there are things about your family that they need to know prior to going, soft spots, things that, you know, you feel like might be red flags that might draw up conversation that might cause drama, you might want to warn them before you guys show up. And then hopefully that'll help navigate through some awkward situation so if you feeling like you know things are coming up and um you you you're not feeling easy about it or you know your partner might be sinking in the quicksand you know go ahead and uh rescue them on out of there or kind of again i'm good for segueing the conversation real quick and getting the attention off of me if i feel like it's making me or my guest uncomfortable and if that don't work bouncing is always the option i'm telling you you gotta self-preservation <laughs> like you gotta do it at all costs right so there's that um I don't know why this has to be a talking point, but based on some pictures I keep seeing on social media, um, based on some horror stories I've heard about people's potlucks at work, here's the thing, uh, tunicorns, pets, 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 not in the kitchen. And not at the table. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I said what I said. Nene Leaks edition. Please. Please. I know any other day, any other moon, your pet is a part of the family. And they can still be a part of the family on Thanksgiving. I promise you, nobody is mad that Fifi is around. And nobody hates Gertrude the parrot. But no pets in the kitchen. No pets at the table. I feel like 
If kids have to sit at an entire ass kid table, then pets should have a section as well. Ain't no way the kids should be isolated at a kid's table, but the pets get to be around any of the food. Like, I don't care. That's unsanitary. If I come to your house and your pet is roaming free, very closely to the food, anywhere around the food, if I see you finishing up or bringing uh, dishes in and your pet, listen, you ain't got to worry about me staying. I won't even be petty and take the bottle of wine that I brought. I'm going to leave it because you're going to need it because I'm out. I'm not staying. In general, keep your pets out of the vicinity of the food and the entertaining area. They'll be fine. I promise. They won't miss you that much. You probably get on their nerve anyway. Moving forward, y'all bitter Bettys and negative Nancys. Listen. Don't nobody want your negative energy around the food. And it's going to taste like despair and hopelessness. Keep your negative ass at your house. If you're going to come and you're going to drag everybody's energy down and talk shit or be negative. Listen, we came to eat and we came to have a good time. And you can take your ass and be negative at home after that. If you in general feel like you in a mood or... You know, you feel super obligated to be somewhere. It's best to just not go. Like you, I promise you, ain't nobody going to miss you for real. Because they already know what kind of fuckery you coming in on. So if you feel like you're going to be moody, Judy, just stay at home. Just, just, let's just do that. Um, For the nosy Nancys and messy Bessies of the family that want to be all in your business. And I touched on it a little bit, but just to reiterate, just in case you think it's not you, because it might be you listening. You might be nosy Nancy, messy Bessie 2.0. Listen here. All I'm going to say is this. Be prepared for the clap back. If you get in my business or you try to get in my business and I don't want to share and you keep pressing on and marching on, I'm going to march my ass right on in your business too. So you be prepared for whatever questions that I might have for you about your personal life. If you want to keep pressing about mine and I'm trying to tell you that I'm unavailable to talk about it and you want to keep on, then be prepared. Gloves off. We talking about it all. And I just hope your wig don't get snatched in the process. You feel? Attire. Let's talk about it. So here's the thing. Black people, we love to get dressed up to sit in grandma's living room the same living room we've been sitting in since we were kids and do nothing but waste yam juice on our outfits if you not going multiple places and you not you know trying to make an impression the family already know what you look like they already know you they never seen you in that outfit that you got on today you probably owe somebody some money that's there and you're going to come in fresh to death. Now they mad at you. Now you create negative aura uh, for the holiday season. Listen, if you don't have to get fresh to death, the mood is stretchy pants, right? Jogging pants, stretchy pants. We doing t-shirts. We doing tank tops with cute sweaters. We ain't doing tight jeans. Why? Because if your button pop off and hit Nana in the forehead, you're not getting invited over no more, I promise. Nana's not having it. Mama's not having it. 
You're going to have to sit at the kids' table because you don't upset everybody. If you can avoid wearing your Sunday's best, you should. Because why? We're not doing nothing but sitting around and eating, y'all. That's all. You can be cute in your uh, comfies, right? You don't have to be. You can wear the matching jogging suit. You know what I'm saying? You can put on some clean socks. We ain't saying come bold. Get your hair cut, you know, because we got to look at you while we eat and we don't need no upset stomachs. But you ain't got to come in like your fly is to fly. <laughs> please don't actually. Please don't. Don't do it. Save that for some actual event where it matters. Not Thanksgiving dinner with the fam bam. Okay. Got it. Cool. Um, now that we covered all those things, on a serious note, I know a lot of people, um, you know, who don't have anywhere to go. And these are people who have family. These might not even be people who are single. So we're not going to just, you know, make it specific to single people, but, uh, elderly people, um, there are people who lost loved ones this year, um, my heart goes out to you if you lost a loved one, you know, and not even this year, if, you know, if you lost a loved one and every time the holidays come, it reminds you of them. And, you know, that's where you used to congregate. And no matter who it may be, the holidays can be tough for you no matter what. And I get it. I definitely feel you. I've definitely lost loved ones that I miss and wish they were here for the season. So with that being said, y'all, if you know somebody like I live today, um, I live in an um, apartment in my building. Uh, one of the older ladies, I befriended her. My apartment actually used to be a senior home, right? And it's not anymore, of course, because I live here. But some of the seniors, they haven't moved out. They're still here. And so, you know, I speak, you know, I'm cordial. I am, you know, respectful to my elders. And one of the ladies in particular, I befriended. And so she'll text me from time to time. And so... She texted me today and asked me, you know, hey, what are you doing for the holiday? And, you know, I told her, hey, you know, I'm probably going to my parents and, um, you know, my sister's in-laws. And she was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. And she's single. She lives by herself. She doesn't have kids. And my heart was breaking. <laughs> like, and I asked her, you know, why not? And she said, well, I don't drive and people think I live too far. Um, and so... My heart was breaking, y'all. And and I just say that to say I definitely let her know that I will be bringing her a plate because she then continued to say that she's okay. <laughs> she's going to cook a little something for herself. And she honestly doesn't really want to go anywhere. I'm going to ask her again just to make sure because that might have been a cover-up. But once I told her I'm going to bring her a plate, she said, fine with me. <laughs> and so I'm fine with that. As long as she's fine, I'm fine. Um... So, yeah, check on your people, y'all. Like, everybody don't have somewhere to go. Um, and, I like, honestly, for me, there's been years where, like, my mom um, and my dad, like, my mom's like, oh, I'm not really cooking this year. And, yeah, I could drop by, but, mm, you know, the whole the whole theme of it, right? Um, so I'm grateful that I had have had friends in the past. And, um, like I said, my sister's in-laws who have done, like, uh, Friendsgiving. Shout out to y'all doing Friendsgiving. I love to see when people do Friendsgiving because everybody knows Friendsgiving is spending Thanksgiving with people you actually like, not people you forced to be around. But I love a good Friendsgiving. I'm actually doing one um, with some of my friends, even though we're doing it after Thanksgiving. But Friendsgiving be so lit, games, 
people you love, like just getting together and just kicking it. Um, so shout out to people who do Friendsgiving. I definitely can't wait till I get a bigger space and I can do a Friendsgiving, but until then I will be participating, <laughs> um, with the ones, um, who have the space and who want to do it. And I am looking forward to my Friendsgiving with my, uh, work family coming up soon. So shout out to y'all. And, um, you know, last but not least on this list of things. Taking food home, y'all. Y'all people who like to pack up the plates. Especially y'all people who ain't bring nothing. Listen, the food is there to eat and the food is there for the taking. Absolutely understand, right? But can we be courteous? Like, do we have to pack up all the plates? Because to be fair, Thanksgiving is on Thursday, if I'm correct, right? We shouldn't even be eating Thanksgiving leftovers past like Saturday, Sunday. It needs to be a wrap. So you taking all of that food for what? If you got a tribe of Judah, you should have cooked a little something at your house so that you can have something. Now, if you just got to have Auntie Teresa's banana pudding and you can't make it like her, of course, take you some home because you can't make it like her and you want to feel nostalgic for a couple days after Thanksgiving cool but if you got a whole busload at the crib you can't be trying to feed them for the next few days off of what we are eating on at one person's house don't do it that ain't right it ain't fair i'm calling you out if that's you at 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 put it down stop it Get a plate per person and be done. Don't be trying to pack everything up when people not looking. It ain't fair. It ain't right. Be courteous. Unless your host come out and say, y'all, I don't want none of this food. Take it with you. I'm not trying to see no more food. Then by all means, go ham for the lamb. Get your food. Pack it up. Do what you got to do. Get on out of there. Be courteous. Be kind. And... Don't be a dork this year. You y'all need to start offering to help clean up. Unless you just gotta leave and you have to leave. The, whoever hosted, they they went through a lot of trouble, y'all. To have you over, to to clean up, to make sure everything is right, to make sure the house is a home for y'all to come and enjoy yourself. If you can offer to help clean up, offer to help straighten up. When y'all see them pans start getting empty, throw them away. Take the trash out. Those little gestures mean a lot to the person who is hosting or the people who decided to open up their homes to y'all. Don't be jerks. You already came. You got full. You ate. You drank. You acted a fool more than likely. So go ahead and exercise your right um, to be kind. Right? Right. Now that we're all in agreement, <laughs> I'm going to leave y'all. With my favorite segment of the show, Tiffany's Two Cents. And since we are already in the spirit of Thanksgiving, talking about food and how lovely food is, you know, every year, y'all want to circulate this meme around. And y'all know which one I'm talking about. It is a picture of a woman. She's in the kitchen. And she is like around this island and this island is like full of food or whatever breakfast food it looked like in a picture. And of course, the lame ass caption says, do women still cook like this for their men? 
insert eye roll. Listen here. First of all, I don't understand why men are so obsessed with whether women can cook or not. Seeing as how a lot of y'all don't even have a stove for us to cook in or on top of. Y'all priorities are in the wrong damn place. Why y'all so obsessed with whether we can cook or not? It bothers my soul. So, like, full disclosure for me, my household growing up, right, my mom and dad were very focused on education. So most of the cooking that I learned, my dad definitely taught me. My mom, she was more into education. She was like, I'm getting my degrees. Um, all y'all kids is here. That's lovely. But um, I'm not here for the shenanigans. Like, I'm going to cook the bare minimum, and y'all going to get this education. Y'all going to bring me back A's and B's. Y'all going to go to college. You know, that type of thing. So her focus wasn't really on, you know, get in the kitchen and learn how to make gourmet meals. And my dad, he definitely taught me the majority of the things that I know how to cook. And one thing he always said to me, which I appreciate, was you need to learn how to cook for yourself. You need to know how to cook for yourself. You need to know how to take care of yourself. And you need to know how to make basic things because when you get older, you're going to be mad. And when, you know, your mom and I aren't around anymore to cook for you, you need to know how to take care of yourself. Like, you should never be dependent on another person to feed you. Because when you are dependent on another person to feed you, you are also giving them that same power to starve you. So with that being said, I was very grateful that my dad or my mom never hit me with, oh, you need to learn how to cook for a man. You need to learn how to cook to get a husband. You need to learn how to cook so you can trap a man. Like, listen here, I'm very glad that I didn't grow up in an environment that put the pressure on the women in the household to learn how to cook in hopes of trapping a man. But it was, you need to learn how to cook for survival. And I think a lot of times women at a very, very young age, and I talk to my homegirl about this all the time, uh, Tisha, about how even like at a very, very, very young age, right? When you look at, a lot of families, or even maybe if you take account in your own uh, situation growing up, right? A lot of times you see when these holidays come and when these, you know, celebrations come and Thanksgiving, Christmas, anytime where there's a lot of food that has to happen, right? Where's the little girls? The little girls are in the kitchen on a step stool in a little chair, and they are being taught from knee-high grasshopper, how to clean, how to cook, how to do all the things to maintain a home. And a lot of times you look up and where are the little boys? They somewhere in the corner playing. They outside riding bikes. like, <laughs> And the girls are, at a very young age, almost groomed to be caretakers and to run the household and you got to cook and you got to clean and you got to know how to do this laundry. And, you, you know, and at the end of the day, we're conditioning our sons and the, our men to grow up into codependent ass dudes. And now, essentially, you're looking for 
a mama that you can have a relationship with and then not be legally immoral. Like, like that's really what it boils down to because at the end of the day, everybody should know how to cook for themselves, take care of themselves. And I just, the fascination, and I, somebody tried to troll, troll me on Twitter the other day. And this guy was like, the same women who are talking about men need to be providers, uh, can't boil a pot of water, and those are the bitter ones. And I was like, sir, what are you even talking about? In general, women were not placed on this earth solely to cook for you, to take care of your food needs. Like, there are women that I know that enjoy cooking immensely for their family. They enjoy cooking immensely for their mate. And that is wonderful. And if you can throw down, do your thing. If that's something you really enjoy doing and you're not doing it feeling obligated, especially if you're not doing it because your man can't boil a pot of water, then go forth and be great. (laughs) But if you are... The same way y'all men don't want us looking at y'all or to y'all for, you know, oh, you you only want me because I'm a provide. Like, y'all want us to be provided. Like, y'all will be real quick to call us gold digger when we looking for, or a gold digger when we're looking for some financial stability. Or if we say out our mouth, oh, you know, my man got to have six figures and this is that because if not, I don't want him. Uh Y'all, I feel the same way when y'all start talking about your woman gotta know how to cook and she gotta know. Like, why don't you know how to cook for yourself? I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't. You should just want to know how to nourish yourself. And if you don't, go ahead and pick up some skills. I get a book. YouTube is available. It's too much social media. It's too much access to the world now for you not to know how to make basic meals for yourself. And if you don't know how to make the big things or the things you love or the things for some reason you only feel like women can magically cook, like when it comes to the turkey, the dressing, the macaroni, like, no, you can learn how to do that too. You, I promise you, you can. The obsession with women know how, knowing how to cook and that being like a deal breaker for y'all, it baffles me every time. Like, I'm astounded. A lot of times I'm like, it's beyond me. <laughs> and Ha Ha Davis, like, like, it's beyond me. Like, I, I, I just, I mean, for me, to be honest, I, I guess we all got preferences, right? I guess we all like what we like and we want what we want. To be fair, if, I mean, the Lord knows my dream man, he will be a chef. He will be a cook. My king, my king, where are you, my king? Like, if you throw down in the kitchen, I promise you won't ever have to wash a dish never in life. If you can throw down like that and you want to cook the majority of the time, I'll cook, you know, whenever you don't feel like it. But if you bomb and you better at cooking than me, by all means, king, get in there and do your thing. I implore you. To do it. And like I said, I prefer a man that can cook and one that can cook better than me. Because I don't have any um, hangups about a man being a great cook. But I also 
don't look at it as a deal breaker. Like, would I love it? Sure. But if it don't happen, okay. And I just wish guys would adopt that same philosophy and understand, like, if a woman can't cook to your mama standards or your granny standards, she ain't your mama or your granny. And she don't have to. And if that's such a deal breaker for you, then learn how to cook for yourself. Because y'all passing up so many good women or women... And these women might even be open to learning how to cook like that. Y'all just shoot straight past it. Like, oh, you oh, you don't know how to cook. All right, then no, I got my woman got to know how to cook. Like, all right, sir. All I'm saying is with that mentality, you're not going to get too far. So you might want to, you know, revisit that in your mind, in your head. Um, your feelings about that being a deal breaker. It's so many other things, y'all, that could be a deal breaker as opposed to she can't cook and your obsession with women and why they're not cooking for you. And trust me, when we out here cooking, sometimes it might be a thing where you need to evaluate why a woman not cooking for you. <laughs> like maybe you're not doing nothing to make her be like, you know what? I'm going to make this man some hot water cornbread. Think about that as well. Just saying. Um, those are my thoughts. <laughs> I'm done ratting and raving. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. I hope you get to be with your loved ones and hug on your loved ones and listen to some good music and eat some good food. Um, as always, if you have thoughts, questions, um, if you want to send in a letter for advice, you can remain completely anonymous. Just say so in the email. And it is Tiffany tuneup at gmail.com t-i-f-f-a-n-y t-u-n-e u-p at gmail.com and good news the podcast is now available on most major podcasting networks so if you have spotify if you have itunes apple um google podcast so anywhere you listen to your music your podcast you can find tiffany tune-up and if not go ahead and continue to listen through the anchor app um but for the most part it's out here y'all it's on all the major podcast networks so <laughs> listen um i appreciate you guys uh, thanks for tuning in, and I will talk to you guys next week.